Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Guys, it's season six, episode six. You know I love it when fucking numbers match up. You do. And you know what? I think six is a good number. <laughs> Tell me why. I don't know. You were born on November 6th. Huh. That's all I got for it being a good number. Oh, I thought you were going to say how many sixes are in my social security number two. Shh. So, <laughs> this this also, I was thinking, uh, since uh, there's nothing better than the beginning of the episode to drop bombshells and totally changing uh, the whole format of the show. Oh, Jesus. What are you going to do right I now? I want to start doing interviews on the show. Who are I, you interviewing? I think I think first, uh, for maybe for episode seven, we could see if we could interview the young man who uh, ran 2,021 miles in 2021. Wow. Yeah, maybe we'll think about it. Actually, maybe not to kick off the show, but like instead of those rundowns for the end of the year, maybe our next episode could be the interview because there's no fights for the rest of the year. Are there not? So this is this could be our special. It could be a special episode. I was also thinking that everybody does a year end episode. We got to do a year beginning episode. Mm. What we want to see. It takes so much work. It fucking really does. <laughs> It's really like not that fun. Let's go with interviewing Andreas. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we'll oh my God. Are we going to bring the mics on Saturday? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see if I could carry him and hobble at the same time. I mean, my I hobbling skills are you. getting better. They're getting really great, babe. Also, since we're just doing this weird prelude, but it's still only a few minutes in, um, there's this Instagram, and if you have TikTok, it's way bigger on TikTok, but it's this guy named Steven Strangles People, and he is a uh, like super high-level black belt under John Danaher from uh, the gym that I train at, Henzo Gracie, and I've rolled with him a couple times. He actually scratched my cornea. He's the one that I had to fucking go get the bandage on. <laughs> fucking motherfucker. But Steven Williams is awesome. Uh, I've rolled with him where, you know, good acquaintances. I, I would call him a friend, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but he has this thing that's like blown up on TikTok and Instagram as a result uh, called Stephen Strangles People. I want to interview him too on the, on the show. Okay. Well, since that stuff's not happening for season six, episode six, can you tell everyone what happened last week? What a hell of a week. Yo, UFC happened last week. 268, I think was the number. Yeah. And we knew it was going to be a crazy, and it really was. Uh, early prelims, Jillian Robertson had an amazing win over a cheater who was literally trying to fucking gouge her eyes out twice, also missed weight, and grabbed the fence. So the trifecta Oof. of cheating. You know Wait, how. Was she Brazilian? Oh, uh, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. <laughs> no, not TBS. <laughs> Um, Ryan Hall. I don't know why I whispered Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. My boy Ryan Hall won a decision with his uh, leg lock attempts. And uh, Miranda Maverick lost a decision, which is a bummer. But I forget who she fought and lost to. But that was she was really good. And she's Aaron an up-and-comer Blanchfield, too. Blanchfield. And yeah. we like her too. But Miranda, the name. Yeah. Come and on. Maverick, and PhD candidate. Um, so she lost Bummer and Eric Anders lost so yeah this, here's our new segment Bummer that they lost um, <laughs> but when we get to the regular prelims Ty Tuivasa outdid himself with his walkout song you remember he came out in July when we were in Mykonos watching the Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier 2 or 3 card rather he came out to Spice Girls this time he came out to Barbie Girl by Aqua incredible did you have that on CD by the way 
Patrick bought the CD. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I, I feel like everybody had that in their house. Yes, absolutely. I mean, my, I think my mom bought it, but I definitely had it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he came out to Barbie Girl. He won again in spectacular fashion and did shoeies, drinking beers out of fucking people's shoes, which is fucking disgusting. But Ooh. he was very on brand. And when people were trying to get, stop him, he was like, this is what I do, man. Like, <laughs> people come to see me knock people out and do shoeies. Like, this is my job. I love how seriously he's taking it now. Yeah. Keep it going, man, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I hate it, but whatever. I mean, he, he's not making you do it. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dominic Cruz beat Pedro Munoz uh, after being knocked down twice in the first round. And he said he doesn't remember that shit at all. Which is like he thought he thought he lay, he hit his head on the takedown. It's like no, bro, you got dropped twice. Crazy. Which makes me feel sad for Dom and also sad for sad, <laughs> sad for Pedro because Pedro's really fucking good, man, and he right. just keeps losing to the best of the best of the best of the best. Like fucking Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, like whatever. Right. Wait, and I have to stop because I was just listening to Dominic Cruz on Ariel's show. Mm. Do- he's just a weird guy. I like him weird, yeah. but he's weird. He's a strange. Dog. And he said something that like blew my mind when I was driving home. Did you listen to no, him I on didn't. Ariel? He, he, I mean, he he has like nuggets of knowledge. Like he's definitely known for saying words of wisdom, yeah. and and I appreciate it. And I do think about these things. But he said, "What you resist persists." Mm. And now I can't stop thinking about it. <sighs> yeah. So I'm just going to leave that gem with you all. You all think about what you're resisting right now. Yeah, it's going to persist. It's <laughs> going tell to. You. It is. Fucking it's so good. Hobbling around. Anyway. Josh Emmett won a decision against Danny Ige. Um, and on the main card, Sean O'Malley won again in spectacular fashion. The fucking kid keeps fucking winning and knocking people out dead. But he's got glass hands. So do you hear about that? Uh, he's like me- medically suspended till March. Or whatever he's got because they say he broke his hands again but then his coach came out and was like nah you'll be good in two weeks but it's like all right bro every fucking fight is something you well, like me he, he does have delicate hands they're so little <laughs> like what else <laughs> kai Kaur france beat cody garber in round one and i have to eat oh, crow because i was like i don't think he's gonna have the power to knock out cody wrong <laughs> um, super sad for Cody but man Kai Kyra France is a beast yep. uh, Jeff Neal beat Santiago Ponsonibio I think that was a decision which I thought that was a, I thought that was a good fight when we watched it um, and I heard that everybody said that was the worst fight of the card which I was like I guess the, f- the card was really exciting but fuck whatever how many times do we say MMA Twitter and people are haters like of course I'm really going off the rails today uh, before I finish up what we talked about last week. Yo, MMA Twitter is starting to fucking eat itself. It's really fucking crazy. Everybody, I think we're, yeah, I think we catch trends soon. I think we catch them like early even fucking, and we need to capitalize on them. We fucking blah 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 bitcoin i should have fucking done it now i'm poor fucking <laughs> we started the podcast before mma's blew up this past year we're, we're fucking blowing up too whatever this thing uh everybody on mma twitter is like especially after this weekend when how good it was when it was so fucking great everyone's like why is it why is everybody fighting on mma twitter They're like why are you having a shitty take i'm like yes they're fucking having my MMA Twitter freakouts oh. on each other for the first time ever. And it's awesome. It's like, good. Fuck all you guys. That's cool. Still more hate, but like, at least it's towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Amanda Nunez uh, was tapped by Juliana Pena in round two. So Juliana Pena is our new bantamweight champ. I feel like we both need to eat our words with that one. We did not even on air Uh, give... I guess Juliana Pena a shot, but well, what did we say? Off air, we were both like, she was looking really great. She looked great on Embedded's. George said like Nooney has to lose. Like uh, someone has to eventually lose yeah. if they keep fighting. Yeah. And she's like going down the Conor McGregor path in terms of like Nooney has so much money yeah. and a family and, and distraction, yeah. and this is what happens. Also, we identified a key standout uh, trait that Juliana Pena has. She's the first Latina that Amanda Nunes fought, and we realized it was like Latina on Latina crime. They were re- when they were really getting. I never saw Amanda at a press conference get like worked up like that. Right, and <laughs> she's so cool then, all the time. Dana made Dana made the off comment, <laughs> which maybe Latina on Latina crime is an off comment by me. It definitely but, is. <laughs> but Dana said it. He stopped them from going back and forth at the press conference. He goes, "This is gonna go on all night if I don't stop right now." <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I think that's worse. Um, but congratulations. And last but not least, Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Again, we're ahead of the fucking trend because when this podcast started in 2019 and we're getting into 2022 soon enough, Dubronx was one of the first people we were talking about saying how fucking great he was. He fucking defended his championship belt in stunning fashion against Dustin Poirier. Stunning. And I'm just going to move this right along. I don't Go know for it. how... This episode has already gotten away from us. <laughs> so I'm going to try to be I don't even quick. care. I don't even care. Um, but I don't want to be that quick because Bellator is listening. They heard my rant last episode that it is ridiculous that they didn't have an event <laughs> announced for next year at all. Guess what? An event is now announced for January 29th. And I was like, all right, this is it. This is going to be the road trip. We promised it. It's perfect. But, perfect. End of January, post holiday stuff. But it's in Arizona. Oh, Bummer. It's featuring Ryan Bader de- defending his belt. So at least they have something out there. I'm staying on top of this, friends. I promise. Um, it's also the UFC's last card of the year this Saturday. And I have to say, it's a pretty good one after last week's insane card. On the prelims, we have Dontel fighting. Dontel! Raquel Pennington against Macy Chasson, even though at least five times we've told you Macy Chasson is going to fight and she has not. Andre Yule is fighting Charles Jourdain and they both just seem really like really nice guys. Sajara Eubanks, Justin Taffa and Gerald Mearshart are all on the prelims. And then the main card has some people we really love too. Cub Swanson is fighting. Cubby Bear. Always love it. Angela Hill is fighting. And the co-main is Steven Thompson against Bilal Muhammad. Booty Boy versus Bilal. I did not. I totally forgot it was happening. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Both hoping to win. And they think they would then be one step closer to a title shot against Usman. And I think that's super likely since Usman has beat everyone ahead of them in the bullshit rankings except Leon Edwards. And we know Leon Edwards always gets shafted. So this is a huge fight for Stephen Thompson and Bilal Muhammad. Leon Edwards ain't fighting nobody. (laughs) 
just ever. No. Uh, the main event is Derek Maballs was hot. Lewis. What? Against Chris Dawkins. You know, I, I, we, I guess we have to root for Derek Lewis, but Chris is on a four fight win streak and a win over Derek Lewis would really get him close to fighting for the heavyweight belt. That's interesting because then you're going to have Francis and your boy Cyril mm-hmm. and then John Jones. So maybe John Jones fights the winner and the loser fights, uh, what's his name, Dawkins. Or the winner of Lewis Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Hypothetically. I was also thinking real fast that Brendan Schaub is uh, leaving Showtime. I think they're parting ways because oh, really? because Ariel buried Brendan Schaub's career, <laughs> which I fucking love. But uh, I saw on MMA Twitter, because I don't fucking fuck with Brendan Schaub at all anymore, that, uh, of course, he reads it and calls this guy's name Dukaukis the whole time. Dukaukis. Yeah. He adds an extra K. I mean, we did that last episode or the episode before with another guy. Once. Barbarina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bublina. Let's get to the top three. Okay. Hit him up, babe. All right, number one. Didn't mention it in what's happening this Saturday along with the UFC, but number one is happening this Saturday. It's Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 2. You know it was supposed to be Jake Paul against... What's his first name now? Oh my gosh. How terrible. Not Tyson. Not Tyson Fury. Tyler. Tyler Fury. <laughs> Chris? Stephen Fury? Hold on, I'll Joe. look it up right oh, now. Geez, I Louise. can't remember. Oh my gosh. Tommy. 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 Oh my gosh. Don't kill us. Um, and so other MMA fighters were making their picks. And there's the picks were sort of sad. All the MMA fighters started with, well, I hope Woodley gets it done this time around. But none of them seem confident in picking Woodley to actually win. I don't know. Um, With the half a million knockout clause, I do think it'll be enticing for Woodley to finally step on the gas for once in his fighting career. And even if it does doesn't pay off and he gets knocked out or into a dangerous situation i really hope he just fucking goes for it like at this point i don't think he has anything to lose definitely not i don't know what do you think about it do are, do, are we gonna pay for to watch it are we even gonna be home i don't know I, I like i wanted to watch the first one so bad and i really wanted to watch the tommy fury one and now that it fell off i'm like i don't know i don't i'm also being a cheap bastard right now because we're spending money like it's coming out of our metaphorical wieners i know well <laughs> if anyone else is interested in nfl running we'll, back we'll frank Gore on the card and chris avila who fights with nick and nate diaz and you're gonna buy it <laughs> let us know i don't know I don't really know that we need to buy it. If we're awake, we'll buy it. Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Chances are we will not be awake. Uh, I'm going to hit you guys up with number two of the top three of the week, MMA fashion. So I think what really stood out, even though I should have looked at what everybody wore post fights as well. Yeah. Uh, But I made these notes before, so fuck it. Uh, UFC 269 press conference. I thought everybody looked really fucking good. They all got, they all cleaned themselves up and uh, they're all cutting weight, but still looked great. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Who do we got over here? So Jeff Neal wore uh, a really nice navy suit and a gold ass tie that was awesome and Santiago Ponsonibio wore like a badass biker outfit that I really liked he had like asymmetrical leather biker jacket and he looked like a he looked like a badass Argentinian guy cool um so I think as a as as a uh as a fight 
they were the best dressed. Ooh. That's what we should do. Best dressed couple. Yeah. <laughs> the people who are actually going to fight. That's cool. Uh, Dustin always looks really fucking good. Uh, he wore a really fucking loud white, like, which is weird because it was white, but bomber jacket and it had like embroidery on it. So it was like pretty cool. And I think it had like a fucking dragon or something on the back. Dustin just wears clothes well too, yeah, though. Yeah, he does. I think, I think Dustin and I have that in common. You absolutely and do. Not much else. He's a fucking black belt. I'm a fucking shitty purple belt with one leg. No, no. Anyway. Uh, also, Sugar Sean fucking wore like a weird... <laughs> like kimono <laughs> i don't even know did you see it no i didn't he wore like a weird fucking like look at it it's like i oh it's, maybe uh, i did see it i just oh i mean i'm like not interested in this uh he's kimono got, <laughs> open shirt bead bedazzled necklace i'm not so interested in it but i like that he goes all in yeah he's got he's got like a silk kimono with the, the bedazzled weed necklace that you said <laughs> but also he always dyes his hair because i guess his uh partner is like a uh beautician uh but th- this time she didn't even do it because it was so much work uh, uh. she had her people do it <laughs> wow so he always does like weird colors this time he picked the three colors on his chest tattoo so it kind of matched which kind of makes sense and it looked a little bit like my little pony there's some uh that's funny like teal violet and a little bit of pink um so there was that uh cody garbrandt who we got into a little tussle even though they weren't fighting but they got into a little verbal argument at the uh press conference i don't like how cody dresses uh to press conferences he always i feel like he always wears the same shit he looks like my brother (laughs) yeah (laughs) which my brother's a handsome guy but But, he uh, always looks good it's just not and you don't need to be crazy to stand out, but there's nothing very standout about it. And then last but not least, we have Amanda Nunes who wore, uh, I didn't know what to think about it when I first saw it, but then you said you liked it. And I was like, okay, I that's fucking cool. Love and then I was Amanda's like, look. let's put it on our Instagram. And 75% of people said that they love the look. Yes. 25% said, leave it. That's from uh, our, our girl, um, Oh my god, I can't. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. I've but it's not got, love it or leave it. What was it? It was bitch stole my look. <laughs> yeah, but she had another one another that one. was like, do we love it or hate it? I fucking miss. But Joan Amanda Rivers had so a. Much. Is it a Gucci bucket hat? It's a Gucci bucket hat with like a Sherpa, uh, khaki colored Sherpa, khaki colored Sherpa bomber silhouette, which was really nice. Over like a black. Um, sports bra type thing. Yeah, but not sports bra, which was unlike Amanda. It was more like a bathing suit bikini top Ooh. and then looser pants at the bottom. Yeah. It was just, she looked perfect. She looked perfect. Looked too good. All right. Is that all you got for MMA fashion? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. So let's go to number three in our top three, which is the fighter's pay argument that we keep bringing up so this is like the millionth time we're bringing dollar, it up dollar bills y'all we just spoke about this last episode but this freaking ufc card gave out six bonuses which is fairly high yeah dana white was feeling uh festive he, this, he this must time. have been so that's eight fighters who earned an extra 50 grand for their performances on saturday from afar i admit this looks amazing an extra 50 grand 
that's fantastic. But if fighters were paid a decent amount, they wouldn't have to be so thirsty, especially prelim fighters, to get a bonus like this. They always, in their post-fight interviews, say, that's enough to earn a bonus, right, Dana? Hey, Dana, did you see that knockout? And it's like kind of awkward. And then total side note, the bonus number has been 50 grand forever, so it's time to up that money, Dude, it's been 50 grand for like 15 years. Seriously, even I know about inflation. Like, (laughs) So... Anyway, that's total total side note. Back to my original point. 50 grand times eight fighters who got it is $400,000. Now, if that money was instead just divided evenly to the 18 fighters on the prelims and early prelims, because I'm going to assume the fighters on the main card did get decently paid, mm-hmm. all of those fighters would have made an extra $22,222. That is huge. Yeah. When you see that some of these fighters on the prelims and early prelims only made like 12 grand. So I think. It's crazy. You're in the UFC. You're getting paid fucking 12 grand. It's it's so sad. Um, And actually there are fighters like Dom Cruz who was on the prelims who certainly gets a decent pay. So we don't even need to divide it by 18. So then I divided it by 17. And that means that all of those fighters would have had an additional $23,529. Where are you every time I want to do finances together? Here you are doing finances for the UFC, but not for... uh our household. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because this is like crazy. So this is my call to action again. Get these fighters fucking decent paychecks and shove your bonuses somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or keep fucking giving bonuses. How can a bonus equate their a real paycheck to these people? This is not right. I know there was actually a thing and I can't find it. I was trying to look it up right now, but like Charles Oliveira basically explained way before this fight, like many, many fights ago where he was talking about how, uh, that 50,000 like is spent immediately. He's like, first you take out your taxes and you got to give more to your team and, and your manager. And then by the time you get home and then he also says that you convert it to the Brazilian currency right. and he's like, he's like, it's like 12 grand, which is nice, but it's not like, you right. Know, it's not nothing. 50,000 cash, you know? All right. Are you still stealing PTI's rundown? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I wish I had more to talk about, but I'll do my quick rundown. I wanted to get in, but that wasn't in the top three. It should really just be number four and five and top five, but whatever. Nah. So Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov started his own fight promotion. Mm. It's called Eagle, Eagles Fighting Championship, and they already started doing fights in the United States, and they're going to really ramp it up in 2022. Guess what? Did you know that they already signed today? He already signed Kevin Lee. And guess what? We've been talking about how there should be a Wait, so he did sign Kevin Lee. Yes, and it should be a 165-pound, uh, it's going to be a 165-pound weight class, Ooh. which no other MMA organization has. And we've been talking about there should be a 165-pound because it goes to 155 to 170, 185, then 205. That's fucking crazy. It should be every 10 pounds. So there's that. And then guess what the fucking craziest part is? Diego Sanchez is probably still in the hospital with COVID. He's going to fight Kevin Lee in March. No. Yeah, they just announced it. So that's the right. I mean, that's really smart but i don't want to see diego sanchez yeah but i want to see kevin lee win yeah yeah okay and then last but not least in our very short rundown which is basically the the things i want to surprise you with that i find on mma twitter uh, (laughs) right before that we start recording our episode kayla harrison who was 
basically lost a ton of money just because Amanda Nunes lost and then she lost her opportunity to fight her as the blah 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 fighting for the GOAT uh, status of women's uh, MMA said this I think Juliana Pena needs to be careful about what she says and who she says it to. I'm not Conor McGregor. I don't talk shit just to talk shit. I don't play those games. I'm not a B-League fighter. I'm going to be the best in the world. And if you think that's different, step in the cage with me and find out. Yeah. Like, whatever. I just wanted to hear your reaction. And you never cease to amaze me how you always misdirect me with your reactions. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, ooh. No, it seems a little put on. I'm not behind that. I right. like real shit talking. Who was the first fucking couple to even know in the entire United States that Kayla Harrison was going to start MMA? Us. Right here. Because we went to the fucking New York Athletic Club Judo National Championships. Right here. Global Championships or whatever, Open Championships. And we were there when she even announced it. Right here. Us. Remember that, everybody. Yeah. Trendsetters. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by my sister Jennifer for proving that Puerto Ricans from Queens are stronger than this corona bullshit and sending mad love to Paul and our little coronitas. Get better. Also, RIP, yeah. Miss you every day. Love you.